RadioInfluence.com. Welcome back to the Lawfather Podcast. We are back in Lawfather Studios right here in Lawfather Headquarters. As always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and check out all of our social media. Uh, those of you who follow us on Instagram, you generally get the live version of the podcast, which is usually on Mondays at 3 o'clock. So there we go. Uh, if you enjoy it, if you enjoy listening to it, check out the video version as well. Might be kind of cool. Anyway, uh, you know, today we'll talk about the Gwyneth Paltrow trial and let's kind of break it down a little bit and let's look at some of the things and, and really just get an understanding because see where I am, I, I do trial work and uh, I do personal injury trial work and this is kind of right up that alley because those of you who haven't heard about it, it's gotten a little bit of press but really not not a ton of press but this uh, this is a case from 2016 and uh, you know they were on apparently a beginner slope uh, and there's some little bit of haziness to, to this next part, but there was a ski instructor involved somewhere. It, it's I, I'm led to believe that they may have been in, in the middle of a, a lesson, like they may have had a ski instructor who was actively skiing in a lesson with them. Um, so the we essentially have what sounds like two beginner skiers, although the plaintiff in this, this doctor, uh, seemingly holds himself out to be a, a longtime skier, so not really sure how that works. But anyway, uh, we digress a little bit from the point at the moment. They're going down this, uh, we'll call it a bunny hill. I don't know, it sounds sounds better than beginner. But um, there's a difference, right? Those of you who have skied or snowboard, there's definitely a difference between a, a bunny hill and a, a beginner slope. So uh, beginner slope is generally more like your regular slopes, but it's it's a green versus a blue or a black. Uh, blue and black being the harder, harder, right? That's the progression, green easy. Uh, blue is intermediate, then black diamond is um, is considered expert, and then they have double black diamond and triple black diamond, and then the you should just never go down this mountain one. So, uh, and those of you who have ever skied out west uh, know that the, the mountains are a little different out west and the difficulty is a little different out west than it is in the northeast so you know those of you who I and you know that you know and I was out there recently I was out there during spring break here and uh, we were just talking actually before the show about spring break and how the beaches here get nuts like crazy tons and tons of people everybody goes to the beach well uh, you know I guess maybe if you live in Florida there's a small contingent of us who go the other way and go out west but but really shockingly unlike how Clearwater was packed uh Colorado was not all that packed which was kind of nice it was nice being out there during the week there was a lot less people and a lot less opportunity to run into somebody but why are we here today what are we talking about well we're talking about an incident from 2016 it, it is it is now in 2023 finally going to trial and they are in the middle of this trial as we speak. The plaintiff, the doctor, his team is presenting their case, meaning that they're giving their evidence, they're calling their witnesses, and they're doing their thing. Why are we here? Because, or why are they in trial, right? Fair question. Because one of the two of them, the doctor or Gwyneth Paltrow, ran into each other, okay, while they were skiing. Um, it wasn't, you know, like a, 
like a T-bone crash, right, where they both could have run into each other. Uh, somebody ran into the back of somebody else, right? Um, you would think would be a, a pretty clear and reasonably easy thing to show, uh, except for one says that the other one ran into the back of them, and the other one says the other one ran into the back of them. So uh, what we have is your, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, you have your he said, she said, right? And here's what she's saying happened. And I'll give you the rundown. And let's look at kind of where we are in the legal process and, and what's going on with the trial. She says she's skiing down and she feels some skis coming between her skis. And then she feels a large person uh, kind of up against her. And she screams and they fall to the ground. That that's kind of the the, the gist of, of where we are, right? There's a, a little bit more in terms of detail. Um, the doctor says that she ran into him. Uh, he went down. They both went down. There was a, a loud scream, and he was knocked unconscious. Okay, that's that brings us kind of to the point of now things really start to fall apart as to what happened, right? And who knows about what happened? The only other piece that is really um, uncontested, really the, the only what we call undisputed fact, really, that, that comes up next is the ski instructor comes down and the ski instructor is with the doctor. And that's then where we get to a point where this stories kind of go the, the opposite way again. So Let's look at a few things. Those of you who have been skiing, uh, skiing or snowboarding, right? I'm going to use the term skiing. Uh, it, just know it's it's interchangeable uh, in, in a lot of these things. So, and we don't have mountains in Florida, nor do we have snow. So none of this actually applies to Florida because, well, um, yeah, you're not skiing in Florida unless you're water skiing. However, if you can run into the back of somebody while you're water skiing, Wow. Okay. Wow. Just, that'd be impressive. Um, more likely to run in the back of the boat, right? But, and you probably have a propeller to look out for. But anyway, um, I don't water ski, so I, I don't, there's too many things in the water here that want to kill you. It's, but anyway, we're, we're talking about snow and cold weather and mountains and Paltrow and this doctor, right? It, and, and here's the normal progression of a case, right? The plaintiff gets up gives their case. They go, here's our doctors, here's our experts, here's what we see, here's our client, this is what, how our client says that it happened. So the doctor would get up and say, this is what happened, this is how it happened, this is why I'm hurt, this is how it impacts me, uh, that type of thing, right? Well, for whatever reason, the plaintiff's lawyer decided to get a little fancy. Maybe, maybe it's because it was Gwyneth Paltrow on the other side, right? It kind of seemed like that a little bit. But one of the things you can do, it's kind of ill-advised, but you can do it, right? It's one of those things, you can do it, but you probably shouldn't do it. Um, she called, the she being the plaintiff's lawyer, called Gwyneth Paltrow to the stand and, and had her be one of the first people to testify in this case. So the one of the first people that the jury is hearing is the defendant in the case right? That's not generally how it goes. Usually the plaintiff has put their whole story out there and then the defendant goes. Now, are, are there times where it makes sense to? 
yeah, there, there are, right? And, and one of those times could be if you could really tie that defendant up into a story that didn't make sense from the beginning, right? And, and you feel like, depending on how it would play out, that it could potentially hurt you, sometimes it's better to get hurtful stuff out first so then you can address it and move on, right? And, and, and you control the narrative more than the other side controlling the narrative, right? And each side really wants to control the narrative, but that's not what happened at all in this, not even a tiny little bit, right? So Paltrow gets up, she takes a stand, that you can tell this lawyer, she's like, yeah, all right, um, I get to to uh, um, question Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm excited, right? Well, here's one of the keys, right? And you see it in, in lawyer shows, so think Law & Order, think really, you know, any lawyer show that you see, they, they talk about direct examination, they talk about cross-examination, and, you know, in... in Cross-examination, you can ask leading questions, right? Cross-examination is the, the second person usually who goes. So usually you call your own witness, right? One that's going to be favorable to you. And you get to ask some questions, but you don't get to ask leading questions in that. And then the other side gets to go up, the what would be considered the adverse side, right? The, the opposing side gets to go up and ask questions, and they get to ask leading questions. Isn't it true that this happened. You did this, right? The, the whole point of cross-examination is that you're telling the story, right? If you look at um, from a kind of scholarly point of view, and, and um, I went to Stetson, and, and they have really good, uh, really good trial advocacy uh, classes, and that's really their main focus. One of the main things that that they kind of showed us in terms of how to do it. And this is, a, when I can get away with this, right? I, should, I shouldn't say it like that because it sounds like I'm trying to get away with something that breaks the rules. When I'm in a courtroom that a judge allows this, I will do this. I will move the podium, right? So if I'm doing direct examination, I will move the podium so that way I'm behind the jury so that they, they don't have a good view of me, right? Their view is of the... Uh, of whoever is testifying, right? That's when I'm asking the questions that somebody that's on my side, I want to blend into the background. I want it all about them. Now, if I'm doing cross, right, where it's the other side's witness and, you know, I basically want to beat that person down, not, metaphorically, not not figuratively, um, more like Eminem's beat down of Mariah Carey. Um, I don't know if you saw that song, Jason, but it is Oh, it is awesome. Um, I, I'm assuming it's real. I saw it on TikTok. But anyway, um, but that's kind of like what you want. So look it up, right? If you want to, if you want kind of a inspiration of, of what you want to do to somebody in, uh, in cross-examination, that song is it, right? Um, but anyway, so w when you're doing cross, you move the podium up and you put yourself in between the jury and the witness. And you're telling the story, you as the lawyer, like I'm up there, I'm telling the story, I'm getting all the facts out there, and I want that witness to say yes or no, and that's it. I don't want them to say anything else. I don't want to open up the door for them to give any explanations. I want them to just go, yes, no, right? And I want to tell the long-winded story, right? Because I'm telling it in a way that I want the jury to hear. Essentially, I want to minimize your answer as the witness, Okay, why am I describing all of this to you? Why, why does that matter, right? Well, if you go back and watch the testimony of Gwyneth Paltrow, 
when when the doctor's lawyer team, the plaintiff, called her to the stand, which they didn't have to do, right? Let's keep this in mind. Highly, highly, highly likely she takes the stand during the defense's case. It's not like a criminal trial. In a criminal trial, good God, you don't want that defendant taking the stand. It's usually bad. It's usually the recipe for a bad day, right? Um, Are there times that you do it? Yeah, there are times that you do it. It's just not, you don't want to do it, right? It's more the exception than the rule. Um, But anyway, so she would likely have testified. And this attorney would likely then, well, not likely, you know, assuming that Paltrow testifies in the defense's case, which, you know, I'd say odds are in the 90s percent, right? This this attorney would have gotten to do cross-examination. Well, here we go. We start the trial with Gwyneth Paltrow as a witness, right? Now, she's considered an adverse witness, so you get to do cross-examination just like I was describing. You get to ask leading questions. Um, how do I put this nicely? It was terrible. It was absolutely one of the worst examinations I have seen. Okay. It, I mean, it just reeks of just, you try to do something that you haven't done before. You tried to get cutesy with it because it's your moment on court TV. Awesome. Um, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow just roasted you. Okay. Uh, she absolutely did. So it, the, the lawyer didn't control the narrative whatsoever, right? And that's the key, right? You want, when you're doing cross-examination, you are controlling the narrative. I listened, I've now listened to both sides' testimony. I listened to Paltrow's testimony. I go, oh, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, sounds about right. It seems like how it could have gone down, right? Yeah, yeah, she's skiing down, two skis coming between her legs. Boom, she gets hit. She's not really sure what happens next. She, the only thing she really knows is guys on the ground. She doesn't know where exactly she landed first on him, on the ground, you know, whatever else. But she controlled that story, right? Paltrow con- controlled that story, not the lawyer, right? Basically, what I watched was direct examination. I watched direct examination when it really should have been cross, right? She got her story out there. She got it first. And then there was this really weird time the, where... This, def- this, yeah, uh, no, excuse me, the plaintiff's attorney is trying to reenact Paltrow's story, like to kind of drive it home to the jury. Now, I, I mean, maybe she really thought that deep down, like she had her on this, like this is just not a believable story, but it entirely, it, it really is. Like you're going down a, a, a beginner slope, right? And, and a lot of times if they're truly beginners, right? And, and I taught my six, I didn't teach him. Ski school taught him because I don't know how to teach skiing. I know how to ski. I don't know how to teach it, but it teaches pizza, right? You go like this, you take your skis, you put them like this, right? And, uh, and actually, our three-year-old, I, I actually literally had to hold him in between my legs, right? With his skis on the ground. And, you know, so could I envision a scenario where someone's skiing behind you and, oh, boop, pop the skis right in because they're a little bit out of control, but they're not going that fast because it's a beginner slope? which means it's not all that steep, right? And just kind of boop, but then you're just going to keep going and you're on skis and just boom, and it happens and you fall over. And there's a scream that's that's let out, right? Now, I, I think I think what she really wanted to try to get to was, and it's it's a little bit bizarre, but then when you kind of dial it back and, and, and break it down, you go, 
oh, okay, like I get it type of thing. Paltrow thought, and remember, we're not talking about being here in Florida where like you're in shorts and a t-shirt or, you know, board shorts or bikini, right? Where you're much more recognizable, right? We're talking about a mountain, right? We have jackets on, uh, you know, everybody pretty much wears helmets nowadays. And so if you're coming up behind somebody from the back, you might not know who that person is, right? And and so she, her at some point she goes, yeah, I thought maybe it was a sexual assault. It, it, you just kind of go, you know, what, 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 really? Like that? That's what you're going with? But you know, if if you really get a, a chance for her to kind of walk it back and break it down, right? It's the it, it, and it does, it makes a ton of sense. You go. Oh, well, my initial thought was this, but it was in that like initial fleeting, like what the heck is going on? I'm so surprised. All of a sudden there's skis between us. All of a sudden there's contact. What's going on? And it's coming from behind me. And I just, you know, probably a little hypersensitive anyway, being, um, being an actress, right? And not because of any of the Me Too stuff, Jason, how do I walk this back? Because I don't mean it how it sounded. Um, Not not because of anything other than being, you know, a famous female. That's where I'm trying to go with that, right? And and so she lets out a scream because of that. Well, you know, and and then she kind of tries, she walks it back some and just describes, hey, that was my initial like split second. Immediately this thing happens. This was my thought. And then goes, okay. Once it was happening, I'm realizing what's really going on. Someone ran into the back of me. I fell, and then here we go, type of thing. So you know, it just I go, wow, that's really believable. And, and you know, you just I don't know. I, I I am not impressed with what I saw there. So you know, then today, live today, was the plaintiff's testimony. I'm watching the plaintiff's testimony, and this is the doctor. Uh, he was an optometrist, a retired optometrist. Um, turns out it was a little bit of a forced retirement from optometry. It's kind of ironic, actually, if you will. Um, and I don't, I don't wish this on anybody, but it is somewhat ironic that optometrist, you know, doctor for the eyes, um, is missing an eye, has one eye that he's 100% blind in um, because of some incident, possibly a stroke, something along those lines, and uh, has a cataract in the other eye. So, um, but that is why he is a retired optometrist. And so you start getting those facts out. But guess when that fact came out? That fact came out in Cross, which is where it should come out, right? But we have direct and it goes through and he tells his side of the story. And, you know, it's, these cases are all about believability, right? We do these cases all the time. And you know what? I hammer home the clients all the time. And I really, you know what I should do, Jason? I should take this court TV video and take this guy's testimony and I should use it as a teaching tool to my clients because it, it, this guy is testifying how, um, how brain damaged he is, how forgetful he is, how much pain he's in, where it hurts, the things that he can't do anymore. Right. And the reality is you look at him and you go, you're hurt. Are you sure? You sure you don't remember? I mean, He's there, like, he's he's a cleaned-up guy, hair's done up nice, clean-shaved. I think he has a goatee, but looks better on a goatee than I did. Um, but, you know, shaved out of everywhere else, right? So it's it's all, like, neat and clean and, and just very well put together. And, and I do plaintiff's work, so I should be more predisposed to going, he's telling the truth. 
except for I'm having a hard time with it. I'm having a hard time. Now, he hurts himself, right? Where he talks about how forgetful he is and how he's doing these things and he can't remember these things. And he can't remember this. And, and, and he, you know, he can be the place a dozen times and he can't remember how to get there. Okay, well, part of me goes, yeah, um, dude, it's kind of like remembering phone numbers. We don't remember phone numbers anymore, but it's not because we're brain damaged, because we just push a button in our phone, right? We put somebody's name in, and the phone number com- comes up, and we call it. Uh, most people do that with their GPS. Here, I'm, I'm going home. Here it is. I don't even have to. I'm on autopilot. I just go turn where it tells me to turn, right? Is it is it that, or is it that you know you're brain damaged from the fall? that, I mean, maybe you were wearing a helmet, maybe you weren't wearing a helmet. If you weren't wearing a helmet, and, I, and I'm and i sure it, it came, you know, I, I think he was, right? So how bad could it have been? Because they talked a lot about GoPros, and he said he had a, a GoPro mount, um, but the GoPro wasn't on, right? Um, now look, there's gotta be GoPro video, footage of this somewhere. Like, there's gotta be somebody on that mountain, but I mean, this was 2016, so good luck, right? But I mean, if you've ever been down a mountain, there's no shortage of GoPros. Um, I mean, I had my GoPros with the kids. I was, you know, I didn't want to mount it, mount it to my helmet. Um, I'm not doing crazy tricks, that's for sure. Too old for that. But no, hey, we're going down. I'm watching them, watching them go down. So that would, I mean, that'd be the very, really, very, very easy way. Uh, and, and he said that actually, this testimony. Hey, you know, if you know, I, I wish we had a GoPro video of it because, hey, yeah, it would show everything that happened, right? I mean. Who's to say maybe he had one and he deleted it? I don't know. I mean, it's easy to do. It's just a little SD card, but delete. I don't think anybody can really trace that. Anyway, um, not saying you should do that. That sounded really like a like this is how you should um, lie about your case. No, don't do that. Um, lying's bad. Destroying evidence is bad. I'm suing somebody right now for destroying evidence, so it's bad. Don't do it. Um, side note, you actually, if you destroy evidence and, and you get sued for it, you almost, in a sense, take the place of the person who did the actual act um, and can be held equally as accountable. So um, that's the really simplified, dumbed-down version of it. Uh, but anyway, th- this very well-put-together, very articulate individual who seemingly remembers a lot of what happened in, in very specific detail, like the ski guy came and he was kind of a bully to me, but... I didn't report it to the ski school, but I felt like this guy was a bully to me and he was mean to me. Um, and I was unconscious for, you know, some, some unknown amount of time, but nobody asked me if I was okay. But I absolutely remember that. I absolutely remember that nobody asked me if I was okay, that this guy was a bully to me, that I was on the ground and that I went down the, the, I think it's a toboggan that they take him down. Um, you ever, you ever been skiing, Jason? So it's, it, and I sure as heck hope I am never the one sitting in this thing, but they have basically a sled with long handles. And if you get hurt, right. And you can't ski down, you just sit in this little sled and someone skis you down the mountain. It's, it's, I don't know. It could be a fun ride. I, I, I sure as heck don't want to find out if it's fun. <laughs> Maybe I can get, you know, ski patrol to give me a ride just for fun. I don't know. That'd be weird. Anyway, I did see one guy, one poor guy going down uh, when I was there last, but he remembers all of these details. Yet 30 seconds before remembering all these details goes, 
Yeah, you know, I have a lot of, I have a hard time remembering stuff. And, and this fall, and me hitting my head, and being unconscious, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering, you know, certain things. It caused my relationship to break up. Um, I believe he's been divorced twice, at least, definitely at least once. Uh, definitely a lot of prior relationships. Um, so we're going to say that this incident caused this breakup. Could it? Yeah, I mean, I have lots of clients who are in relationships and break up at some point during a crash. Could it have been the cause? Maybe. It just doesn't sound believable, right? And in, and in a case like this where I can't see your injuries, right? I can't, like, if you lose a limb, I can see that, right? If you had a broken arm, it may look fine now, right? But we're going to get a picture of that up, and we're going to see that, right? We're going to see you in a cast. We're going to see something that I can look at, and I can go, there it is. There's the injury. But in these types of cases, and it's really just like our auto accident cases, we're talking about cases where the injuries aren't seen, right? You can't see someone has herniations in their back. You can't see that they have disc bulges in their back. You can't see these, quote-unquote, soft tissue injuries, you can't see these, and we'll call them minimal brain injuries because I don't. I'm not talking about the person who you look at and like their their mouth is crooked to the side, like maybe they had a stroke and and it, it caused some brain damage, right? And and you know you have some paralysis or or something that manifests itself that you can see physically. No, I'm talking, and there's not truly a. This is not a medical term, but a more minor type brain injury, the type that you can't see. Right, I can't see what you can remember and what you can't remember. Right, so all I can go off of is how credible you are, how well you tell the truth, and how much I believe what you say. Because if I don't believe that you can remember all of these things, right, but then say that you have you can't remember how to get to people's houses that you've been to a dozen times, and you're relating it solely to. The, the ski accident and then also there's a medical record that uh you know you go to the doctor and, and you don't mention it right and you say you're there because you feel like you're getting old um yeah that you got a lot of strikes against you right and, and as a plaintiff you really are in this position where you can't have any strikes against you you have to come out hit swing first pitch and hit it out of the park right you have to tell your doctors that this is why i'm here this is what caused it and that's that. There's there's no other explanation because it didn't it didn't exist before. I remembered everything before, right? I'm here because I don't remember anything now, right? This didn't hurt before, so I'm here to see you because I had this ski accident. And now it hurts, right? That's the specificity that really needs to happen. But anyway, so so this this trial will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what way it goes. You know, the the you know a lot of what I saw in it. I mean, you know. I, I don't think we're dealing with um, uh, who is who is his name um, or what was his name? He's dead now. Um, Kardashian's dad. Um, the, the Mr. Kardashian. We'll go with Mr. Kardashian. We're we're not dealing with. I think Robert. Um, I, we'll go with Robert. But the Kardashian dream team for OJ. We're not dealing with the dream team on either side of this thing, right? Paltrow's lawyer is probably hired by her defense or by um by some insurance, you probably have some insurance somewhere that hired this, and I love them. I, I love those defense attorneys. Some of them are good, 
Um, you know, you know where the great lawyers really are in, in all reality, your great trial lawyers are typically criminal lawyers just because they try a lot of cases. Um, they, they try you know, like one day trials, boom, 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 boom. Uh, they generally are, are really good trial lawyers, but anyway, um, I digress, but they're not lighting the world on fire. They're not, they're not sticking the glove on and saying, if it fits, if it doesn't fit, if it doesn't fit because if it fit, like you'd be guilty, right? So if it, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Right. They're not coming up with that. Right. So if you watch if you watch some of the cross examination of Paltrow's defense team, he does a pretty decent job um, in terms of the doctor tries to expand on on some of his answers. And he just kind of cuts them off. Right. Which is something that you kind of try to do. You're not really supposed to. Right. It's just like it's it falls in that category of it's only you're you're only wrong if you get caught. Right. And so what you would need to do on the other side is this doctor's attorney needs to get up there and, and your honor, let him finish his answer, right? Your honor, he wasn't done. Your honor, sidebar, boom, we go talk about it, get that straightened out, let him finish his, finish his answers, right? So that, that's what I'm seeing, right? I, I, I'd be uh, interested to break this down. Uh, those of you who... Uh, or listen to the podcast or, or on any of the lives. You know, if you have any other questions about the case, you know, feel free, hit me up with them, hit me with, up with a DM on, on any of the socials. And, uh, you know, wouldn't mind diving into this a little bit more, get a little bit more information and, uh, you know, present it all to you. That way you guys have a clue of what's going on with these cases and, and, you know, have some fun with it. All right. Right here from Lawfather Studios. Make sure you check out all the shows on Radio Influence. They're really cool people. All the people there. Uh, they do some political shows. They do MMA shows. They do pop culture shows. Uh, they do they do weed shows. Yeah. <laughs> I go, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that'd be Ian's show. So go go listen to Ian's show. They, they talk. Is that the only show? That, yeah, yeah. So anyway, right here, Lawfather Studios. Lawfather Studios.